millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of How To Be Sound, where you're joined by me, your host, Rosemary McCabe, and... A bona fide, well, could I say a bona fide celebrity, Caroline Hyrens? No, you absolutely cannot. <laughs> no, say I that. absolutely can. I feel like <laughs> Irish people, we have like very loose definitions of celebrity as Thank it God. is. Okay. But we have such a low caliber of celebrity <laughs> that when anybody comes over who's been on, you know, who's been on this morning or who might be on first name terms with, I mean, I, I was going to say Victoria Beckham, but even like Trini Woodall like bona fide celebrities. So I think you're it. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for being with me. Pleasure. So tell me a bit about what is it that you're doing in Dublin? Uh, I'm here for a Cloud 10 event, so you have to ex- excuse my Stevie Nicks voice as well. It's been off and on since Christmas time and it's driving me crazy. We had a sort of press event this afternoon and then there's a customer event tomorrow with 300 rabid beauty fans, which should be fun, if my voice can withstand it. Yeah, maybe you could get cue cards. Yeah, well, the place to not come to if you don't want to chat is Dublin. That's actually a very good point. Mm. Yeah, and now I'm sorry that I made you come and do, That's a, okay. do a podcast it's okay. interview. Um, so... Working, working with Cloud10, I know that you're, well, I assume that you're at a point in your career where you have to be, or you try to be very selective with your, with your collaborations. Like, is, is that fair to say? Or I always have been. Okay. I've always been a snobby bitch. But that's, I mean, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, um, <clears throat> I, I, I just don't see the value in one, endorsing something I don't use. Or, well, I suppose ultimately you kind of come on two sides. Either your opinion can be bought or it can't. Mm. And mine can't, which has cost me a lot of money, but never mind. I'll cope. Yeah, I was kind of having this conversation with somebody yesterday where they were, they were saying that they're sick of bloggers taking money to say that they love things that they don't love kind of thing. And I said, well, do you think if you were offered a thousand euro, not necessarily to say that you love this iPhone, but to show people this iPhone and say that it's been released and say that it's new, would you take it? And they were like, that's not the point. <laughs> like, well, for a lot of people, it is the point because... Well, it depends how much you're endorsing it and what it is. I think everyone yeah. uses an iPhone. Not everybody needs a skinny detox tea that actually won't do anything. How many skinny detox teas have you been asked to promote? Uh, none. One, because they wouldn't dare approach me independently. And two, because if my agent ever put that in front of me, I'd get a new agent. Oh, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You kind of forget because I had an agent for a while. Um, and now I just kind of, because I don't get asked to do enough stuff. So it's like, I'll just do it myself and it saves the kind of middleman. Um, but you do forget that that is the one big advantage of having an agent that you yeah. don't get the crap. That would never cross my path. That you absolutely do not want to do. Would never cross and my path. And what about, so... I mean, you said that your opinion can't be bought. Is, like, if it could, do you think there would be a figure? Like, what about no. five million? You know what I mean? If I'm like, I will give you five million pounds. <clears throat> to do what, though? To... Endorse Trump? No, to endorse these uh, makeup removal wipes. Yeah, then you know <laughs> that I need that five million because I'll never be able to work again. So if I never want to work again or have any kind of reputation, then take the five million. But no. And also, I don't think I would actually be paid five million pounds, but never mind. <laughs> Sometimes I think it'd be kind of nice. Somebody was like, here's five million and, and, and you can never work again. I'd be like, grand. I'd need like, more live than off that. the profits. No, well, I'd need yeah. more than that, yeah. Too many kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's something that I kind of wanted to touch on because you, 
like whether or not you you meant this to happen have become a kind of an online celebrity and and how do your kids who aren't because I think like a lot of the time when you have very small kids they, they don't care but mm-hmm. your kids are not small anymore no and how do they feel about the fact that their mom is an internet celebrity um quote unquote yeah thank you for that <laughs> um they in varying degrees like it or irritated by it find it hysterically funny or mortified depending on the situation and how embarrassing I'm being or but I think pretty much at this point if you're one of my kids you're it's hard to embarrass them they've seen it all so but they're fine I mean I ended up on some random gaming drama channel by accident last year and I already this year and I woke up to like hundreds of messages from boys that are still virgins but play a lot of computer games telling me that I was, I mean, I won't swear, but you can imagine the worst possible abuse you could imagine. And then you look at their picture and they're still in school uniform. And uh, and I thought, well, that might not be pleasant for my kids. And my 13-year-old, who's clearly raised better, came in after school and went, Mom, how did you end up on so-and-so's drama channel? And I went, I don't know, love, you know what I'm like on Twitter. And he said, it's so funny. And that was it. I thought, well, if he doesn't bother, if he's not bothered by it and he thinks it's funny, then I'm cool. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in general, you know, my daughter was embarrassed about it until it became useful to her. Okay. So if we're in, we were in Victoria's Secret once and she wanted something off her, there was only one, her size was anyone left on the mannequin. And she said, oh, I'm really sorry, we've only got one left on the mannequin and the woman serving it saw me. I said, well, we'll take it off the mannequin for you, which I found hysterical because that never happened to me. No. But it happened to her benefit. Then suddenly she was okay. Suddenly for about 10 minutes I was cool and then she hated me again, so it was fine. And that is also one of the shops where they don't really do that. They don't and they're do like, that. no, that's on the display. It's on the like, display. Like Zara, if you go in and, like, and you go, I want the thing in the window. And they're like, well, there, there are none left. You're like, no, I could see it yeah. in the window and I want yeah. it. But I won't go into Zara because their customer service is so atrocious. It causes me to feel violent and ruins my day. <laughs> you know, I used to work in Zara um, when it first opened in Dublin. Mm. And I had to go over and do my training in London for kind of two or three weeks. And it was such a baptism of fire because I think coming from retail in Ireland where... Yeah. It's changed a little bit now, but back then it was super, not really American, but just super nice. There was kind of an innocence to it. And going over to London and and working with all of these that I was literally like, these people are so scary. Yeah. That they'd be like, next, next, excuse me, can you move over? And I was just like, that's just not how we would talk. Just obnoxious. Two people on the till, 50 people in the queue, 50 people putting stock out to restock the stuff from the people in the queue. You know what one of the big issues... (laughs) In, in Zara is, and this is now getting off the point, but uh, <laughs> that they have cashiers and they have sales staff or they have floor staff and they don't mix. Right. So if you have 20 cashiers and only two people in the queue and you have five floor staff, the 20 cashiers don't go out onto the floor. Wow. Because that's not what that they do. That makes sense. Yeah. That seems like a really cohesive working environment. There you go. And I don't take it out on the staff. I just think it's an appalling management situation higher up the chain. And there's a reason he's one of the wealthiest men in the world. Yeah. Although, you know, uh, when I worked in Zara, I was there at Christmas and at Christmas, every single member of staff, and I think there were maybe about 120 of us, got a huge box of Italian, or not Italian, Spanish salami, Spanish meats, like a, a big bottle of wine, a bottle of whiskey. It was amazing. Like, the, I, I, I don't think I've ever got a gift like that from anybody mm. that I've worked for. Well, good. So I'm that glad did, you've got a nice gift. That did endear Mr. Ortega for me. No, me, I'm not endeared by him. I want to have a word with him. I think he needs to have me as a consultant for a week. I want to sort that business. When, when I did my... Uh, a video with Trini and she says darling darling Zara Zara and I was like no Trini two things the customer service and my arms don't fit any of the clothes well that the arms are a big issue what is the what is the deal why would you have an XL and have the arm the size of something a sparrow 
it almost feels like they just don't change the arms, that they yeah. they make everything on an excess yeah. model. Yeah, and, and then they the same arms on everything. Yeah, they balloon the top and the arms <laughs> stay the exact same. It's actually funny, I was listening to the Lifestyle Newshound with uh, Trini and she was talking about what she wears on the plane and it just felt like it was, t- you know, totally worlds apart. She was going, well, you know, I wear this and I wear this and I wear this and then I change on the plane. And I was like, you're clearly not getting like Ryanair to London like yeah. I am <laughs> because that like, where would you be changing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it was really funny. Um, so, so your online persona... Well, persona is a gross word because it implies that it's different to your actual yeah, self. Which is But no, I mean, that's not the impression that one gets from watching your channels either. But was that something that you thought, oh, you know, Instagram's getting really big, the internet's getting really big, I need to be involved in this? Or did it happen by accident? I have never made a tactical decision in my life in regards to social media, ever. The only thing I do now that's tactical is when a new platform comes out, I will make sure I get in there first so I can have my name and then I leave it alone. Oh, yeah. So I'm on everything. I just don't use them. Um, no, I've never been tactical. If I was, I'd have a much bigger Instagram following. I was really late to the game. I was early in comparison to some. But um, no, I mean, I've just, what, just hit 200,000 or something. It's minuscule yeah, compared to some big yeah. people. So, But I've never had, it's just not why I do it. I don't care. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate every single one of them. But that's what happens when you grow organically mm. and you don't either A, get your credit card out or B, have a plan. I'd never yeah. had a plan. And to be completely clear, I am not suggesting that anyone with a big audience bought it. I'm saying they usually have a, like a grid. Yeah. They have yeah. pictures that sit nicely together and not memes of John Bon Jovi or... Yeah. <laughs> I actually was... There's somebody I followed the other day who was recommending accounts to follow and every single account that they recommended was one of those very carefully planned with a with a colour scheme. Colour schemes. How yeah. do you have the time to do a colour scheme? Well, I don't I, have a colour scheme with my bra and knickers. I'm not yeah. going to do it with my Instagram. I, I tried to do it for a while. I think I think a lot of people use a, a third-party app where they use another app to line up what their Instagram will look like in a week. No. And then they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called um, Unum, U-N-U-M. Stop. Yeah, and you can put in so, so you filter, See, edit all, about any of this. all of your photos in uh, VSCO and yeah, yeah, in Instagram yeah. or whatever. Then you save them down and you put them into your unum to see what your grid will look like. Stop. And then you put them up in that order. And God, you can, it's a miracle I've got any kind of career. I know. I'm totally going to. But look it does at that also afterwards. feel very boring, and it feels like there's no room for originality, which mm. I think is why your Instagram is popular because mm. it's. They don't do have a karaoke, Rosemary. I'm sorry. Come on. The, the yeah, karaoke is always good, though. But um, do you mime? You don't really mime to songs that much. You actually sing them, don't I you? I mime, but I sing them when I'm not on camera, obviously. But I mime because otherwise my voice would be louder than the song I'm playing. <laughs> well, if you were in uh, hair rock, that'd be a distinct well, advantage. Yes. So, so maybe, you, maybe you have a potential um, second career. One of the things that really interested me... Uh, obviously, is that recently I saw that somebody had left you a really nasty message and I can't remember exactly what it was, but you put it up on your Instagram mm. and, and you were basically going, this is the kind of shit that I'm getting. And from this person who, I think you'd gone into their accounts and you'd seen something, you know, this person does X. Oh, oh, oh no, I think it was that she said she was a Christian and you were like, well, this isn't very yeah, Christian. Very she was Christian. being really nasty. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of tells us a bit about where you stand on trolls and on kind of negativity. Like, so are you are you in the camp of let's call them out rather than saying nothing or um, <clears throat> do a bit of both? I do a bit of both because I think it, as with anything. So here's here's the situation you'll get. You'll either get people saying it comes with a territory. You you have to expect it. It comes with a territory. Um, or, well, you put yourself out there. What do you expect? 
or um, or you should just rise above it. Mm. Uh, and I just call bullshit. I'm sorry, because everything that is said to me, unless that person was either actually psychotic, in which case you'd probably let them off, let's be fair, you know, or uh, incredibly brave, they would not walk up to me in the street and say that to my face. First of all, I'm five foot 11. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> in non-threatening manner. Um, and I think it's unacceptable. And I think we somehow have decided that it's become acceptable. Mm. And it isn't. And if you would, having said that, the other side of me is whether it, if it's going to bother me, it depends on my mood. Mm. Uh, am I premenstrual? Have I just had a row with my husband? Mm. Or is it sunny out and I'm hanging out with my kids and I don't want to give you any energy? Yeah, and you just don't care yeah. on that day. because And like also how personal you're being about something that is none of your business. Mm-hmm. So when people say, um, to be honest, I don't get a lot. So I shouldn't really react to any of it if I was being sensible because I don't get that much. Um, but when I do get it, it's usually very aggressive always from women the boys you can ignore because the the computer boys are just kids and men don't really tend to dish it out in that way and if you do you think if they do you kind of think well you've got clearly more problems than i can ever help you with when it's another woman doing it to another woman i kind of get more offended on my friend's behalf which i said before you know because when you know people in real life you think you are you're kind of calling this person out because you don't like the way they've either chosen to make a career decision or living their life or what they've named their child and you think it is appropriate to spew your vile, usually expletively written, not always, but you know. Mm. So when this particular one was, all it did was dissect my appearance. Dissect my appearance. Um, but if I did Botox and filler, I'd be called out for not being real. Yeah. So you can't win. Once you get past the fact that you can't win, then it's usually much easier to ignore. So they, yeah, they totally dissected my appearance in a really nasty way. And then... Basically said I was no better than a used car salesman. Oh, yes, I remember And that. I was like, okay, well, I know for a fact that I sleep easy at night. I have never taken money for a job on either a product I've never used or endorsed or didn't think would actually help someone, you know. Um, and I do very little sponsored content in comparison to most. Yeah. Which I will happily say to all my friends, you know, we all, we're all fussy. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, that particular day, Rose, where I took umbrage. <laughs> as they would say in the back of, uh, you know, Sunday Times. I took umbrage. So I just reposted the pictures. The other thing is, if you put them up there, then you get, well, now you're bullying them. Mm-hmm. Right, well, you, you yeah. started it. So if we were in school, you would have to apologise first. You started it. So don't come at me, don't at me, if you don't, if you're not ready for me to at you back. Yeah. Doesn't mean I always will. Doesn't mean you're worth my energy. But if I'm going to at you back, my interest is not in protecting your identity. Mm-hmm. If you are stupid enough, frankly, to be a woman of a certain age, and she was my age or older, with her, what later transpired, I think it might have been her grandchild in one of her thumbnails, and linked to family videos on YouTube using her real name, why am I going to try and protect you? It's not like I went into a private and yeah, tried to yeah. find out who she was and outed her. Yeah. She was out for all to see. I clicked two buttons and found this woman's hometown, like all of her details. And when I said in my YouTube comment, which has since gone, because obviously she ran like they always do and deleted all her comments. um, I think you should be really careful because your address, everything's out there. Obviously, the the numbers are blocked out as they are in Mm -hmm. social, you know. And then, of course, I get, oh, you're threatening her. You're going to go to her house. I'm like, I don't think you can read. What I was saying was, what I was saying was, it it was easy for me to find your information. How easy do you think it's going to be for your employer? Yeah. 
Like, use your brain. But I have zero responsibility for how your vileness is projected across the internet. If you're going to come at me in the same way, if I go after someone, and which I've never done, but if I was going to say, I really don't like this politician, and I added mm-hmm. that politician on Twitter and said... I think you're a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they retweeted me. That's my responsibility. Yeah. I put it out there. It's not the politician's fault for retweeting me. So I don't buy into that. Take responsibility. Own it. Get over it. Own it or move on and get off my page. Yeah. That is something that I do a lot on Twitter, actually, that I'll retweet people kind of out of a out of a self-care thing because I'm sometimes going, hey, guys, look at what this mean person is saying. I want you to be nice about it. You know what I mean? That I'm going, somebody help me because this person's being really awful. And then, you know, people will kind of row in and say, oh, like ignore them. And then I feel slightly better, which is maybe silly. But sometimes I do feel like you kind of need like a little team. But I'm much older than you. And with age comes IDGAF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I won't swear on your podcast. No, I'll no, no, you can't. You, you can, we're Irish. I, I genuinely, I don't, um, I don't do it. I do it more as a, your behaviour is unacceptable, not you've hurt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And did you hear anything back from her? No, not a word. After the... No, odd that. Very strange. That's what happens 99.9% of the time. Yeah. When I actually shared some comments from Reddit uh, a couple of weeks ago that we were chatting about at the time... Um, Somebody then messaged me and went, oh, you know, this person whose username is in that is actually really upset now that people think she's a bully. And I was like, I don't care. Like, you know, why are you in that forum? She's on this forum. It makes no difference to me. Um, Not your job to protect them. Yeah. But I was interested that you said there that you don't get that much hate. Um, Oh, I'm sure I do. I just don't go looking for it. Yes. But I mean, you don't get that much direct, like, you know, adding your username. But... You did mention before we came online that you're kind of following this like Bloggers Unveiled, the Irish blogger well, I exposure it. saga. I unfollowed it and then I looked at it again today because obviously I'm in Ireland. Um, and you wanted to be up to date. I just wanted to know what was happening. I just never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's the only country in the world that's, I don't, and I'm coming from a totally different outsider point of view. I don't have a point of view. I just think there's a difference between calling people out and being personal. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I've always said about me. If you want to question my ethics, I'll answer any of you. Yeah. I've got receipts, I've got emails, I've got bill payments, you know, I've got invoices. I'll tell you who have been paid by what and when and where and da, da, da. If you want to come at me and say that you're not happy because I let my eye bags droop, then we're going to have a different conversation. It's yeah. going to involve me telling you to go fuck yourself, frankly. Yeah. So I don't go looking for it because I don't base my opinion on myself on others' opinions of me. So if there's a room of 50 women and they're all... They're all talking about me, metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. I would walk into the middle of it and go, could you not be doing something better with your lives? And yeah. also, I don't give a shit what you say about me because I know who I am. I know who I am as a woman, as a person, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend, as a blogger. I'm not going to learn anything from you just basically calling me pick something. I don't know. I've been called everything. Fat, ugly, horrible hair, horrible face, uh, droopy. I mean, I can't even, you know, but after a while, it just becomes noise because it's meaningless. Yeah. It's utterly meaningless. I know that, for example, there are some UK bloggers who get a lot of shit. So when mm. Zoella brought out her Christmas advent calendar mm. and there was the whole Zoella's cancelled. As if she's ever going to be cancelled. I know. Because the media really follow Zoella, please. I think there's been a lot of targeting around Lydia Millen as well. People kind of calling her out for exposing her tax affairs or something. I'm not really sure because I've kind of seen bits here and bits there. No, I think trolls ex- exposed her tax affairs. Okay. For some reason, she is... 
she gets it a lot. Yeah. A lot. Tax affairs is something that people are insanely interested in. I, like, because I was talking about disclosure the other day and how uh, bloggers should declare, or talking about the, the branded content tool on Instagram. And I didn't actually realize at the time that not everybody has that no, facility. No, not everyone has that. Yeah, but I was like, everybody should use it. And then loads of people were like, well, I can't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. When I was talking about the branded content tool, a lot of people messaged me then and said, you know, you should be paying benefit and kind for this. And I was kind of going, you know, my tax affairs are none of your business. Like, I'm talking about the things that we are obliged to disclose. And what do they my, mean, like benefit and kind? So essentially, according to Irish tax law, if you are given a, the use of a car for a year, you should pay tax on the value of that car. For as, So right. say, for example, if, if you lease that car for a year and it would cost you 10 grand, yeah. you should pay benefit and kind tax on that 10 grand. Where do I sign up for this free car? <laughs> Who gets a car? I had a car for a year once. Oh, Volkswagen lush. gave me a car. It was great. I, I use Volkswagen. I've used them for years. What did you have? I had a Volkswagen up. Oh, I wouldn't have wanted that. You can keep that. Well, you're clearly never getting a Volkswagen now. That was yeah, very well, strategic. No, no, because I am a Tiguan and now I'm a Sharan and I'm going back to a Tiguan because I want a Jeep. I actually went to Berlin when they launched the Tiguan and got to drive it around. It was really, really nice. Great photo. It was my first car. But there are, there are I mean, maybe, see, see, maybe this is the problem, right? Because I feel like there are a lot of Irish influencers who have got free cars. Like BMW have given people Shut free up. cars. Mini, uh, Land Rover. I'm moving to Dublin. Land Rover, I'm pretty sure, have several brand ambassadors. Rosanna Davison gets a new polo every year. Yeah, but isn't she Christa Berg's daughter? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She is, and she's a former Miss World. So that's totally negated. And like Amy, the fact that I know that, we won't discuss. Amy, Amy Huberman and, and Brian O'Driscoll get cars. Pippa O'Connor and her husband, I'm pretty sure, get Land Rovers or did at one point get cars. Okay. Like one car each. So you're so, saying you should be paying... Well, no, no, no. But I mean, t- totally tax aside, I'm wondering if maybe the whole Bloggers Unveil thing is because Irish influencers get more than English influencers do. It sounds like it. Bloody hell. And maybe that's where the I do not know one US, UK blogger. I know US ones. I do not know one UK blogger who's had a car. I'm trying to think what else. Not one. No one that I know from Glean World, all my girlfriends, Ruth, Liliana, Lydia's never had it. I mean, they'll get like day trip. They'll, they'll mm-hmm, get to use mm-hmm. the car for the day yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, why would you give me a car for a day, you wind-up merchant? No, get your own free. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? It is actually really nice because because I don't have a car. So occasionally they'd go, would you like to test drive this for a week or two? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Ikea. I'm going to go and do a big shop. <laughs> I'm going to do the big shop. Yeah, I'm going to go and do the big shop. But it's very exciting. No, I wish I was sponsored by Volkswagen. It would save me a lot of money. Yeah, I know. It is actually really nice. In so the UK, though. I can't though, speak to that, so I don't know. So you guys do get a bit targeted on kind of guru gossip and stuff, though. So I wonder if it's maybe that we just don't have the same or like we don't have the same forums or. You must get guru gossip, don't you? 
I mean, we can access it on the internet because yeah. we're not in Cuba, but I don't think there are any Irish people on it. Or if there know. are, there are kind of one or two. So there aren't know. any. Yeah. See, I do go. I was Why? Saying this just, well, I was saying this to somebody the other day that I think people are divided into two camps. The sensible people who are like, I never want to know what people are saying about me. And then the people like me who are like, I can't not know. Why? I don't know. It's. We'll I think it's talk. a weird self, self-flagellating. self give you my number and every time you feel yourself going to open a certain forum. My God, it would be like... Four times a day. Like, Caroline, I'm there again. No. Although actually, no. no. Step I, away. I can't access it now. And no actually, good can come of it. What good could possibly come of it? I know. Here's the thing, though. Here's the other thing that's different. I have four kids, right? And my husband and I have been together nearly 30 years. If I want the truth told about me, They'll I will tell ask you. those five. Because if you want the truth telling, if you say, do you like this top? One of your kids is going to go, no. No reason. No. Or your husband will say... Your ass looks fat in that. I mean, he would never say that. But if yeah, I want yeah. the truth, I have plenty of people around me to give it to me. I am not someone who needs grounding. Put it that way. You know, yeah. I remember coming home from my very first massive clinique event and there had been a five hour queue of people. Right. People had traveled in. We didn't get out of the shop till 10 o'clock at night because it was the, in, it was the in, uh, clinic shop. It wasn't in a department store. It was their shop in Covent Garden. So they, they, I said, wait, I'm not leaving. I'll do it outside. I am not going home until every one of these people has been seen which I'm kind of known for now. So now when I do my events, they start them at like 11. <laughs> They're like, we're just going to start earlier because Caroline won't go. You can't get her out of the building. But I got to the end of it and, uh, and I got home, got a car home. My voice was like this. This is from weeks of events. You know, this is from my flu from Christmas. But at the time I'd lost my voice. I got home and my husband said to me, dinner will be ready in five. Max is just pissed all over the floor. Can you get it while I put the kettle on? I don't need grounding. Is Max your son or your dog? He's my son. Oh. At the time, he was much younger. <laughs> Poor Max. When I, and when I say mothers of sons, when I say pissed on the floor, what he meant was he just missed the bowl. He was oh. perfectly old enough to hit the pan, just lazy. Max is the child that would stretch while he was having a wee. I'm like, I used to walk oh, past yeah. the bathroom door and go, you have to hold it. So that was after my clinic event. Yeah, Max is just pissed everywhere, love. I put the kettle on. Can you clear that up? I was like, yeah, okay. By the um, way... Hundreds of people queued to meet me today. Yeah, well, no one gives a shit, whatever. Do you think that's the same conversation Victoria and David have when she gets home? No. I don't think that's the same conversation they have when she gets home. But it'd be nice to imagine it. It would be nice to imagine it, but imagine it is all it's going to be. It'd be hilarious. You mentioned as well that most of the kind of negative or the kind of bitchy, for want of a less gendered word, comments that you get are from women. But do you think that women online get it worse in your experience than, than men online? Or is it just because there are fewer men doing what you do online? I think it's online? a mixture. I think, we, I think we get more of it because we're in the beauty and forum. Aesthetic, and more women. yeah. But I also think uh, women are more sensitive to it. So if you get 20 comments and 19 are saying, you are the most amazing, incredible human being I've ever met in my life. And one says, I don't like your coat. You're going to go, why don't <laughs> you, you remember, like my coat? Yeah. Right? So I think we're more sensitised to it. Um, and I think that's been, in, that's been ingrained in us since we were kids. Mm-hmm. Because when it's a kid, as a girl, you have to make people happy, smile, yeah. give so-and-so a kiss. What if you don't want to kiss him? You know, I raised my daughter with, don't kiss him if you don't want to. You know, took my, grand, my, her, my her granddad, my dad, took him years to get approval. She all right, granddad. You know, so I think we're conditioned to be more open to criticism. Whereas boys, it just washes off their back. Yeah. You know, unless they're a particularly sensitive soul, I totally get that. I'm not saying I'm not saying there's that massive divide between boys and girls. I have three sons. I know they are sensitive beings, but and boys tends to be much more. You're a dick. Mm-hmm. Boys don't go. You're jowly. Your eyelids need doing. You've got dark circles and your yeah. roots are showing. Boys are much more about personality. 
girls go for the person go for your appearance but i think a lot of the comments when when they say you're jowly and you should fix this and fix that what they mean is you're a dick what they mean is i think you're a dick but this is the way i'm telling you oh i don't i think some people think it's their duty to tell me i need a facelift oh yeah but you know what? I was at an event during the week and there was a woman there who was a skincare expert. So was she a real skincare expert or an expert? I Tell mean, me afterwards. Don't drop yourself Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> you get a room now. I, I think 10 years ago you get a room full of journalists and you present them with a skincare expert and a lot of people are kind of going, who? Mm. And, you know, what's your actual expertise? Whereas now, because the room is peppered with influencers and bloggers and we're all, I think that the, the standard maybe of people's... Uh, knowledge has gone down slightly so our standards have slipped slightly in that we don't question so much anymore oh you know, i think it's the opposite oh do you oh my god absolutely the opposite if i and i just had the talk upstairs and basically said that customers are so much more savvy now that if you journalists have had to up their game and then assholes like me come along and really upset the apple cart and say actually that product won't do that they're lying to you yeah um so what happened is the magazines would always cover whatever the advertisers would put in mm-hmm. and yes they'd, they'd have like two or three products they could put in whoever had sent them on the best press trip that month yeah right yeah. we all know that's how it's worked but joe blogs at home didn't know or josephine mm-hmm. blogs at home didn't know that that's how it worked so bloggers come along and go actually that product's not great i know it's been a hero product for years it doesn't really work and here's why and we dissected it so now the brands have to come along i have brands who won't come and bring a product to me without their trainer because you ask so many annoying questions no because i ask a question oh yeah but but that's kind of what I mean. But I think now what's happened is the woman at home is much more clued up and more savvy. Asking those questions. So the brands have had to up their game in terms of here's what it will do and why. And that makes it so much easier to separate the good from the bad. Because mm. the, good, the good is here's where we trialed this product. And I don't, most indie brands can't afford clinical trials. That's totally fine. But what they'll give you is information. It has this in it. And we have found that it works well with this. We hope you can try it. You might find that it does this. Whereas big corporate goes... We trialed this across 16 women over a period of two weeks and 34% said they saw an improvement. means nothing. Mm. What they're doing is not telling you what's in the product that actually is going to make the difference. They won't tell you percentages. You'll never get a big corporate brand sharing percentages, ever. All the indie brands now share percentages, most of them. And I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying that is the key difference. Brands, journalists, bloggers, I refuse to use the word influencer, um, have made... The whole place sit up and pay more attention. Maybe that's just London. Yeah, and we don't I get mean, cars though. So no, I like I do think London is kind of a, is always ahead. Well, Ireland is always slightly behind. I don't mean that particularly in an insulting no, way. I know but what we're you smaller mean. and we're you're smaller. We're more. Um, you're not as behind as the US, so I wouldn't worry. Oh yeah, TG. Thank God. Um, but I do think sometimes people will say to you, we found this ingredient among the, the Inuits and we found that when they were putting it on their fingers, their fingers were growing an extra inch and nobody stops and goes, hang on, what? Yeah, they do in London. Yeah. And Have like, you met Nadine so, Baggett? No, but I've, but I've seen her on your channel. <laughs> and Claire Coleman. T- to be fair, sometimes there are people who do kind of stand up and go, yeah. oh, you know, can you tell me exactly what the scientific you know study why? is behind because that? The other, now, if that was men, 50 men in the room would go, how does it do that? Yeah. Because we're girls, we don't want to upset anyone. We don't want to be rude. We don't want to be rude. Yeah. So instead of actually just asking a scientifically fair question, we sit quietly. We feel awkward. We feel awkward. Or we think, if I put my hand up, the PR's not going to like me, Mm -hmm. so I'll just email them afterwards. (laughs) You know, um, I I had my hand up once um, at an event to ask a question, and they didn't get to me, and at the end the PR said to me, I'm really sorry we didn't get to you. And I said, don't be sorry, because I was going to ask this. And she went, oh, thank God. Yeah, totally. I was like, yeah, no, you didn't want it. But anyway, (laughs) well... 
this is a very long-winded way of saying the the skincare expert who to be fair i think um, oh, is yeah, a, sorry is, totally a, digressed. is a dermatologist and a medical doctor fair but, play. She, but she was at this event and she was one of these people who was impossible to age not because she had incredible skin but because she had very good work done so much work. where she good. could have been yeah. 60 and she could have been 25 i don't think she was 25 because she was talking about years working yeah, as a yeah. gp and doing x and doing y um but she was very beautiful but i I wonder how, like, I think there's a huge amount of pressure on people who work in skin to look like totally. ageless 20-year-old yeah. sex bots. Totally. And I mean, you mentioned there that you haven't had work done. Oh, I did. I had my eyelids done because, cause for, so I could see, basically. And I did a whole video about it. was very open about it. Um, and now my tear duct, again, as you see here, there's a tear duct protruding. So I've got to have them done again. Okay. Because um, for some reason, our family just doesn't like to keep our tear ducts in behind the eye muscle so it protrudes and what happens eventually is it gives you like a heavy eyelid my granddad had had to have it done so he could drive so i genetically have really heavy droopy eyelids and i had them done and it absolutely changed my life because i could see yeah and then when i filmed the video about it i hadn't cried at all and during the video i broke down because I, i remembered clearly talking to my husband he asked me something i looked up but as i looked up only my eyes lifted i didn't have to lift my head to throw the skin on my eyelids back oh wow which sounds weird but so I've had my eyes done. I haven't had any Botox or any filler yet. I'm not too sure. I don't think I need it at this point. If I was going to have filler, I'd probably have to do it a bit here where I'm a bit jowly. But, you know, I've got a flat as a pancake forehead because I spend so long raising my eyebrows. Um, but there is an immense pressure. Mm. It's up to you whether you let it get to you or not. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, like you haven't been in Dublin very long. Did you just arrived this morning? Yeah. So you probably haven't been walking around, but I feel like a lot of people in, like a lot of women in Dublin, younger and younger and younger, are getting more and more work, are getting more One Botox, of the questions was fillers. about preventative Botox, and I said there's no such thing. Yeah. It, what are you preventing? You either got a line or you haven't. So, and the new thinking again, well, it's not new thinking, we've always known it, but if you have one big line across your forehead and it drives you mad and you're 25, by all means, my darling, if you want to get it Botoxed, get it Botoxed. But all that means is... Five years down the line, maybe sooner, maybe a bit later, you're going to have to get Botox in other places where your body naturally, instinctively has to have a line. Yeah. Because muscle movement, that's what's going to happen. So as long as people are aware of that, that's fine. But don't call it preventative Botox because all you're going to do is need it further down the road. Yeah. And I also, I mean, I do feel like it's a slippery slope because I was talking to somebody recently. Well, yeah. One of my friends was saying she wants to get Botox. And I said, oh, God, I've, I've started thinking about getting it like above my eyebrows. You where, don't need it. Well, I, this is it. I don't really have lines except for when I express. You don't need it. I know. I End know. End of conversation right? with you, madam. But I realized that if <laughs> that if I went and got Botox, I would be in like two that weeks you'd later. Be in. Going, you'd be in. OK, now I want to do something else. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to do that. Now I need a bit of filler, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you look like a surprise tambourine. I just look insane. Or I'd look like a right. Yeah. That's that's the... I will get it at some point because I do think it would be fun to have more Botox put above my right eyebrow so that when I do the eyebrow, I am full Roger oh. Moore. Full Roger Moore psychopath eyebrow. Would you actually do that? Yeah, totally. That would be kind of amazing. So I could walk around like this. <laughs> and everyone would just think I had the ump all the time. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of Botox equivalent of, you know, when somebody's shaving off a beard and they give themselves a handlebar moustache for a laugh yeah, for a couple of totally. days. That's the, like... I could do that for a crack. But only around the time I was dyeing my hair pink or purple or platinum. Not quite Some people now. would think you'd gone mad. Yeah, but I am Probably. mad, so it's fine. I don't care. Okay, so we are out of time almost. But before we go, I just wanted to ask, what's coming up? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of the year left, but what are you most excited about this year? Um, oh, I mean, there's, lot, there's always lots of stuff going on. I just, I have to say, you know, I, I, I am asked to do a lot of podcasts and I'm asked to do a lot of interviews. And invariably, 
And I think it's more because of the, where I am today, but invariably the subject strays to the negativity side because everybody is looking for that way to help them through it in their own life. Mm-hmm. Not everyone I speak to is a blogger. You know, it might be someone who's arguing with someone at work who's an ass. you know. But I do want to say that in terms of the blogging community and in terms of friends I've made for life, there's nothing like it. It has been by far the best journey I've ever been on. I know I sound like Oprah, but I, it's, it has by far been the best experience of my life in terms of girlfriends I've made, uh, opportunities I've been given, people I've been introduced to. And I think it's really, really important to remember that the majority of people are good. The majority of people are hardworking people who scroll past your picture, don't like, purely because they just don't like. Mm. I, I did it this morning. I had a like spree. Lily, Ruth and Anna are my girlfriends, bloggers, and I hadn't seen any of their pictures for about a week because I've been travelling and I went through and I was like, double tap, double tap, double tap, double tap. Because I thought, oh, I haven't liked any pictures. I saw them in passing but didn't have time yeah. to stop and go boom. The majority of people are good. And I think you you will reap what you sow and if you focus on the negative, you're going to find the negative. But I choose to, I have a few emails saved and I have a few letters, personal handwritten letters saved and I always go back to certain comments. Well, if I get one troll that says, you're a used car salesman, I have, for, the, for every one that's like that, I have 200 with people saying, I cannot tell you how you've helped me get out of the door and face the day because my skin was so bad and now I don't cry every day. And that to me, by the way, I'm not crying. I have a very husky voice. I'm not going to break down. But that to me is worth it. Yeah. And that makes all of the Deirdre's and the Barbara's, which is what I call it's my trolls, Barbara, yeah. worth it. And I've had Barbara's, people call Barbara, email me and go, I love that you call trolls Barbara. Please don't ever change it. And I think you're talking to me even though you're shouting. But um, I just think, you know, and I, the, the reason I, I keep an eye, I checked in on that Bloggers Unveiled site was because I didn't want the negativity in my feed. Absolutely call mm-hmm. people out if they're being dishonest. But if you're going to start talking about appearance, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm not yeah. interested. If you're just going to talk about how fat they are, you can do better with your life. Your mum and dad did not raise you to talk about how fat someone is on the internet. Yeah. Do better with your life. But if you're calling out people who are trying to persuade young girls to buy a skinny detox tea and lying about being paid for it, 100% behind you, do it. Yeah. But let's keep the appearance out of it. I think if if that page was truly there for for the greater good, they would turn off the comments. Because also, that's where it all gets really dragged down in the comments. And also the anonymity of it. Well, yeah. All my all of my negative comments, maybe there's two or three people. And the great thing is, if you come at me with a negative comment, and I'm not talk, I'm talking about constructive negative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could have done this better. I didn't like yeah. the way that. Your sound is bad. I've had lots of sound issues. Your sound is bad. And I know it's a person with a name and there's pictures of them and their profile is open and there's pictures of them and their kids, I will engage them in a dignified mm-hmm. conversation. Even if they, and I can tell, even if they have come at me on their worst day and they're just having a bad day, I will talk to them and go, because equally it's not my job to save anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not Oprah. <laughs> but I will come at them and go, I hear what you're saying. However, you sound a little bit aggressive. I'm happy to talk to you. But And then they are literally 9.9 times out of 10, they go, oh God, I'm really sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to sound aggressive. My kids are being shits today. Like yeah. you can have a conversation. People are people. If you're coming at me from a private profile with a name that says Sarah Smith, and I know there's no Sarah Smith with a private profile, and you've never posted and you follow hundreds of people and no one follows mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you're a troll. You do yeah. not get my attention. And I actually, I mean, to finish, I would recommend that everyone go on, read your blog and read some of the comments where, like some of my favorite things have been where people have kind of come at you and they've been wrong, you know, like about skincare <laughs> stuff. And you've responded and been like really polite, but really like, no, honey, 
actually it's X, Y, Z. And, and it's really nice and it's very informative. Yeah. But it's really yeah. like, no, shut up, you're wrong, which I really like. I did once put a picture up. Someone said I did a quick Instagram of me massaging my face. I was cleansing. And this woman sent me a DM and she said, you're being far too rough with your face. And I put it onto my Instagram stories and just put, not my first rodeo, honey. And it was fine. It was funny, you know, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. wasn't aggressive. But um, I just think, you know, all, all I can say is all I have ever met in Ireland. Dublin is my second biggest demographic after London. Oh, London, wow. Dublin, New York, in that order. That's so interesting. I know. I love coming here. And it's a shame because it's all I meet is amazing people. But all I'm asked about is the negative side. And not you, by the way. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. been, I've no, done like three interviews before this, just to be clear. Um, and I mean, my question to the bloggers unveiled will be now that they've become ostensibly a big, you know, they've got a lot, 128,000 or something mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. are they going to start monetizing? Well, somebody, actually a few people have asked me during the week, is it me? Which really annoys me because I'm going, if it was me, I would say it on my own channel. You know what I mean? If I had these things to say, I would say them. But I'm also like, if that was me, I would 100% have got some money from it by now. So there would have been an ad two weeks ago. And why, why are you anonymous? If you're calling people out factually, there's no need to hide. If you are calling people out and being aggressive and being a troll, you're going to be anonymous. So I'm not calling that. Mm. I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to start a war. I don't follow that site enough to properly comment. But when I have looked at it, it's quickly descended into mm-hmm. they're fat, they're ugly, yeah. they're too uh, they're too old to be in a you know, and that's the wrong I'm the wrong person to say that about. <laughs> you know, or the wrong wrong person to read that, as it were. Yeah. Um if you want to keep it I, I think it's now for me, looking at that site today, which I did, I checked in with it, it's make or break. You either keep keep on the path of what I think the intention was when you started, which mm-hmm. I think was very good. Yeah. Because what I understand, I don't know, but from what I understand, there was a lot of backhanders going on in Irish blogging. And, and like I say, I don't know. And I don't know any names. I'm just saying that was what I picked up in London. And when I was here, because I've been here a few times in the last few years. And if you stray from that path and you become guru gossip, you've lost, mm-hmm. you've lost your core reason for doing that. Yeah. So my message would be, Call them out, but keep it factual, keep it questioning, keep it above board and kill off the comments that just descend into, and she's an ugly slag. Well, we wouldn't say slag, we'd say slaw. Oh, well, I'm very sorry. I'm from <laughs> London. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of How To Be Sound. How To Be Sound is produced by Liam Garrity, who has his own podcast, Meet Your Maker, which is brilliant. And you can read all about it at meetyourmaker.ie or anywhere you download and listen to your podcasts. You can also become a patron of How To Be Sound by donating the price of a cup of coffee if you want per month on patreon.com slash howtobesound. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash howtobesound. And if you donate at the $6.66 level or more every month, you will get your name read out in each episode by me in a weird way where I'm going to sound awkward like I do right now. So without further ado, thank you so much to Rory Spellman, Katie Joy, Aoife Bradley, Neve Nigaon, Hazel O, Eving McBride, Siobhan Work and Kira Norton. I am Rosemary McCabe and if you're not following me already you can find me everywhere that social media happens in a good way at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac or on rosemarymccabe.com and I'll catch you next time. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.